The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. Okay, everyone, welcome to another chapel devotion. It only just feels like the other day that the Olympics were on. I love the Olympics, uh, and it was particularly excellent having the Olympics on during the COVID lockdown time, right? Uh, we were at home doing work, uh, and there, it sort of felt like there wasn't much else good to do uh, or to watch. But there on our TVs was excellent sport, heaps of really good sport. And, and Australia, really, we do pretty good in the Olympics, right? Uh, we often get medals, uh, and it's so satisfying to sit there and watch as one of our very own um, gets first, second, or third, and crosses a line and, and then gets that medallion put around their neck and we sit there in our couches, big smiles in our own faces as these people, as these strangers even, as they stand on the podium and as they sing the national anthem, as they get the gold medal, they sing in a hearty voice the national anthem. Uh, I'll be honest and say that I'm a bit of a softie in those moments. Uh, when I see one of those young people standing up on the stage and they've got the gold medal on after trying so hard and then they're singing the national anthem, uh, I get a little bit choked up at times as I watch these athletes uh, succeed and sing our national song. Um, I, I'm talking about this because when, when we win at something, when, something, uh, when we're successful, uh, one of the things that we do as human beings is, is we sing, don't we? We sing and we celebrate. Uh, whether it's the national anthem uh, at the Olympics, whether it's the, the college hymn that we might sing at the end of a year or at the end of an assembly, uh, whether or not it's a happy birthday song as we sing um, that, wow, another per- our friend, our loved one has actually made it through another year. They're victorious and they're living on. Uh, and so we sing that it's simply uh, we sing when the victorious have triumphed. Uh, We sing, we sing, we sing. Um, I don't know if you're a singer. I like to sing. I like to sing when I'm working. The other day, um, it was a beautiful day and I was out in the garden and and I I found myself just singing to myself and humming to myself as I was pulling weeds in the garden, as I was um, stringing up the the passion fruit vine in my veggie garden. Uh, It was great to be able to sing because it was a triumphant moment. It was a day when I was happy and I was excited about what was before me. Uh, Well, in Revelation chapter 15, we see a group of Christians who are gathered together and they are singing. And they are singing because they have triumphed. You see, they have remained faithful to Jesus. No matter what came their way, no matter what pain or trouble, regardless of any of those hard things, we, we see that these Christians, in the face of overwhelming odds, they have remained faithful to Jesus And because they've remained faithful to Jesus, they are victorious. And because they are victorious, 
they sing. Um, and so um, we saw in chapter 15, hopefully you read this part for yourself, right? Revelation chapter 15, uh, we see these Christians sing. Listen to, um, listen to this image um, from Revelation chapter 15, um, verse, verse 2. I'll start at verse 2. It says, And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire, and standing beside the sea were those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given to them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Here are these people who have been victorious. They've remained faithful to Jesus and they have overcome the great beast, that dreaded beast, that serpent, Satan. And he has lost. Jesus has won. And with Jesus, all those who have been remained faithful to him have also won. And so it's no doubt then that they do sing this great praise to God. Listen to what they say, uh, what they sing in verse 3 um, through to verse 4. Um, they sing, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Here are these people, and, and they are singing this song of victory. It's sort of like this is the Olympics gold medal national anthem moment. They've got the gold medal around their neck, so to speak. And they have victoriously overcome such a great and hard time. And here they sing the great song about God and his work in bringing them through it to this great victorious moment. But the thing is, these guys are singing, but I wonder if you would be with them singing along too. I wonder if you would get that lump in your throat as you hear them sing and you'll be like, yes, that's the same for me too. And I wonder if you would be able to stand and if you would be able to sing along with them. I wonder if you could sing along with them today, but I wonder if on that last day when Jesus comes back, if you're going to be standing with them and singing then too. Will you be victorious on the day that Jesus comes back? Because that's where our hope is. As Christians, as people who believe in Jesus, the one who has died, the one who has risen again, we are victorious. We have life and so we can stand and we can sing about God's great and marvelous deeds. His wonderful holiness. Just how great he is. This is the song that ought to be on our lips. Are you singing it? Now, it's interesting that this is how chapter 15 starts with those people who are singing this great triumphant song in victory. Because in chapter 16, we see a contrast. We see a group of people, a collection of people who are not singing, but they are cursing. And they are cursing God, in fact. And the reason they're cursing God is because in Revelation chapter 16, we see the very opposite to what we see in Genesis chapter 1. Remember in Genesis chapter 1, we saw how God created all the world. He created everything. Well, in Revelation chapter 16, we see a dreadful, terrible image. A really horrible image, actually, of great destruction. And this is the final destruction of all of creation, where God pours out these big bowls, or God has angels pour out seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. And here's this image where God's wrath is poured out on all of creation and everything is destroyed. In verse 2, we see that there's disease that's poured out onto the world. We see that the sea turns to blood in verse 3. We see every living creature in the ocean dies in verse 3. We see that rivers 
are turned to blood. We see that even people in verse 8 are scorched by the sun. In verse 10, we see darkness. In verse 11, there's agony and cursing and pain. And there is even a refusal of people, even in the midst of this moment, to turn away from their sin and to repent. Still, these people, even though these bad things are happening, they, they, they curse God because of their pain. And they refuse to repent from what they have done. This is exactly the opposite to what we saw in chapter 15 where God's people are singing. We see people who refuse to sing, they instead they curse God. They refuse to repent, they would rather curse God and go through this horrible turmoil. It continues, right? The imagery continues in chapter 16 and we see that rivers are dried up. We see that there's great judgment moments on the earth. There's lightning, there's rumbles, there's thunder, there's severe earthquakes. We see great nations collapse and we see how all of creation is destroyed. And once again, many people curse God on account of the terrible plagues of hail because the plague was so terrible. Here's this moment, a terrible moment, where we see the end of all things because of God's mighty hand. God brings judgment and he pours out this wrath. That's one of the big things about the Christian faith, isn't it? Christians believe that one day God is going to pour out great judgment and wrath. But when that happens, are we going to be people that are standing on the sidelines cursing or we will be standing on the sidelines singing songs of praise? You see, this is a just and a good judgment. This is a judgment like a judge might give on a terrible criminal. If we see a criminal get a judgment where they're locked up for the rest of their days, if they've done a terrible thing, we cheer, don't we? And we sing praise of the judge. Yes, judge, you've done the right thing in judging these wicked people. Well, the Bible tells us that because of our sin, we deserve judgment. Because of our sin, we deserve God to give us a judgment or for the rest of our days. But we can escape that. We can escape that by putting our hope in Jesus so that we would sing a song of praise, so that we would receive salvation, so that we would not be destroyed, but we will go into a new and beautiful creation that is coming, which we will see soon in Revelation, by the way. Such an interesting contrast here to see people that are singing and people who are cursing. But the question needs to be, for you and for me, are we people who will be singing about God's wonderful and great deeds or will we be cursing God to his face? I hope that you would choose today to sing of the glories of God, to sing of his marvellous deeds, his great and marvellous deeds, to sing of his just and true ways, to sing of his holiness and his righteous acts which have been revealed. I hope that you would sing that today, but more than that, I would hope that you would continue to sing about that so that in the end, when Jesus comes back, you will sing all the rest of your days for all of eternity in the very presence of God. Broughton, this is a beautiful, but it's a terrifying image. But it's an image that we must consider. We must consider because we have salvation on offer. We can be saved from this terrible day of destruction. And we can be saved by putting our faith in Jesus, by putting our hope in him and by standing up firm with him for our days as we live out, even in these difficult moments, if we stick with Jesus, 
in the end, we will sing with Jesus in heaven. So what will you be today? Will you be a singer of God's wonderful deeds or will you be a cursor of God? I hope that you will sing of God's marvellous deeds and you will do that as you continue to live a life through Christ and then later on a life with Christ in heaven forever. There's a little snapshot for you from Revelation chapter 15 to 16. If you haven't read it yet, maybe go and read it for yourself and have a bit more of a think. Uh, Put your hope in Jesus because it's through Jesus that we will sing in the end. See you later, guys. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Uh, I hope that was an encouraging opportunity for you to learn something more from God's word about how he has loved us and how he has saved us and who he calls us to be in Jesus. Feel free to get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK underscore Schroeder.